Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Mental Health Casual podcast. Uh, kind of. I'll get into that in just a second. I am lucky. And today we are not doing a Reddit in particular. This is going to be actually kind of like a proper YouTube video, but uh, this will still be on podcasts. Um, but I will, uh, you know, obviously there'll be, uh, you know, we'll hear the voices and everything like that. I wanted to cover something. I'm not going to really cover uh, too much of the video, but I, I thought it, it sparked an interesting thought in me. Um, but let's get into the, the video real quick, right? So uh, Jordan Peterson did this interview with Piers Morgan. Um, if you guys don't know exactly what sparked this, well, uh, Olivia Wilde did this uh, movie. I wish I would have looked that up before. I think it was like... Uh, darling something like that uh anyway and, and not really too important but one of the characters she said was inspired by dr jordan peterson um i think he's supposed to be one of these uh one of the villains i'm not completely sure but uh basically she was just kind of calling him this uh king of the incels type of thing i i'm kind of paraphrasing here but uh not great comments uh, about his character kind of saying that he was this spokesperson for them or something like that. And so I wanted to kind of, you know, let's see his reaction real quick. You guys have all seen this clip. I just wanted to play it real quick just for people who may have not seen it so we can kind of get into, I'm going to argue my, uh, my own point. Now, I'm, I am I could be wrong about this, right? This is just me speculating, um, kind of giving some ideas of, what's going on and just my own opinion about things. So, you know, if, if you guys disagree, feel free to, uh, you know, let me know in the comments, feel free to email me at mentalhealthcasual@gmail.com. Love to hear what your insights are. Um, I'm only one person. So, um, obviously I'm going to have some statistics and whatnot up here, but, uh, I, you know, I think it's, it's a, it's a great conversation to have, uh, cause I, I, I do see some problems that uh, come about with this, but yeah, let's get into the clip real quick. Once again, this is from uh, Piers Morgan uncensored, I believe is what it's called. And, um, I'm going to leave myself up here uh, so you guys can see my my, my uh, beautiful new haircut. Also, uh, just so I don't get uh, copyrighted or anything like that. But yeah, let's just go into it real quick. Uh, I'm not going to play too much of this. Uh, once I feel like we get to the spot, I'll go ahead and um, uh, stop it. But we, yeah, like I said, we're not going to watch too much of this. Anyway, let's get into it. People have been after me for a long time by because I've been speaking to disaffected young men. Now, what a terrible thing to do that is. So, just wa sorry, I just wanted to stop that real quick. Um, I, I, I don't know what it is about, you know, nowadays. It seems like anytime you talk to somebody, you're all of a sudden affiliated with them. You know, it's, it's like, oh, I talked to this person who I disagree with, and now you're affiliated with them. You know, it, it's kind of strange. Uh, not saying that, uh, you know, because with Jordan a lot of his message comes out. Uh, and by the way, I, I disagree with some of the things he says for sure, um, especially when it comes to uh, some of the religious practices. I think he gets a little too psychology about it. Um, but I think overall his message is is, is, uh, is good. Uh, and it definitely helped me uh, to kind of lean more into the direction I'm going into now. So, you know, I, I just think that he's... Uh, but yeah, I think I think a lot of times people look at him as this monster threat or something like that. Um, and you know, no offense to him, but I don't, you know, he's not super imposing to me or anything like that. 
so anyway, let's go ahead and uh, watch a little bit more of this. I think this is about uh, pretty close to where I wanted to get to. I thought the marginalized were supposed to have a voice. It's making you emotional to talk about that. Well, God, you know. It's very difficult to understand how demoralized people are. And certainly, many young men are in that category. And you get these casual insults, these, these incels. What do they mean? It's like, well, these men, they're, they don't know how to make themselves attractive to women who are very picky and good for them. Women, like, be picky. That's, that's your gift, man. Demand high standards from your men. Fair enough. But all these men who are alienated, it's like they're lonesome and, and, and they don't know what to do. And everyone piles abuse on them. When she- so that's about where I want to get to. Okay, if you guys want to watch the uh, rest of this, um, I'll leave a link in the info box or the description uh, box if you guys are watching this on YouTube. Info box if you guys are listening to this on podcasts. Uh, if you guys want to watch. Uh, well, this is like a clip from like an hour-long interview. Uh, anyway, and uh, so if you guys just click on uh, Pierce Morgan Uncensored, that's the uh, YouTube channel name. Uh, you guys can check out the full full uh, clip down there. Um, either way, I'm going to just quit out of that so my uh, computer doesn't blow up uh, <laughs> from all this CPU usage. Anyway, uh, I want to get into some uh, statistics over here. Uh, but before I get into that, let me just talk to you guys very frankly. So if uh, – oh. Real quick, actually, if uh, I didn't think about this, if you guys don't know what an incel is, it uh, stands for involuntary celibate. Uh, and basically, that's just supposed to, you know, it's men who uh, don't want to be celibate or, uh, you know, they, they, they want to have sex. They want to be in a, re- a loving relationship, but they are involuntarily um, due to their own, uh, maybe the way they look or, you know, obviously there's a lot of different excuses out there. Um, some people think it's because of their own fault. Some people think it's not their fault. Uh, I kind of in the middle of it. I think some I, I think some of these guys kind of um, a lot of times uh, there's a saying that I heard. I can't I, if you don't think you can do it, you probably can't. You know what I mean? Like if you don't think you can do something, you probably can't. You probably can't. Or, or I think it's something along the lines of that. Uh, I think a lot of, a lot of times it can be mindset, but you know, there are some guys that are just born ugly, but I would just say this, I think it's, and this is probably going to be a controversial statement, but I think it's easier for an ugly guy to get a hot girl than for an ugly girl to get a hot guy. Uh, mainly because women aren't as, um, they're into looks for sure, but they are looking for more. When, when Jordan had mentioned earlier, um, women typically, uh, and this is like a very common statistic, but women typically marry at or above. Uh, so they mar- typically marry somebody who's at their level, uh, financially or re- resource wise, uh, or above their level. Uh, so, you know, a, a woman who's making a hundred thousand dollars a year would want somebody that's around that or, uh, you know, making the seven figures, seven figures, anything like that. So, um, the reason being, you know, they get when they get pregnant, they, you know, they they need somebody there to you know take care of the bills, to take care of things, um, and you know, I, and I've seen like you know this is just more of an anecdotal thing, but I've seen women on you know my my um, you know my friends list and all that stuff, like when they have to go to work, they are torn a, th- you know, they're torn apart, 
because they 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 want to spend more time with their 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 the child who's developing, and you know, good on them, man, for that. Uh, and I, I want I just want to I just wanted to point that out because you know, Jordan's like, yeah, you should be, you know, you should be you know vetting these guys. You should be making sure you're not. Uh, dating a loser or, or marrying a loser. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Why would you want that? And, um, you know, uh, I think that's really important. Like, women out there, have your standards for sure. But we should still remember that there are a lot of guys out there that are struggling, uh, who can't really... Uh, who are not successful, who don't know how to do basic things, you know? And I want to get to why I think that is. Um my my main argument for this is the lack of fathers in the household um now i'm kind of biased on this because you guys know i grew up in a in a fatherless household um i he was in my life but very in and out of my life so it's you know but i i do see this pattern with guys um you know who who don't have fathers now obviously there are exceptions to this rule i i've met guys who who have both parents and still don't really uh, they, they kind of still have, don't have a quite clear understanding of what a man is, that kind of stuff. So I, I just want to point that out real quick. So anyway, I brought up this, um, this, uh, website here. Let me see if I, if I mess this up by, by, oh yeah, nice. We got it. Uh, let me bring this up a little bit. Can you guys see that? Okay. Yeah. So, um, if you guys are listening to this, this is from lifeisbeautiful.org. Uh, it, it, I believe this is a, uh, this is a uh, faith-based. Uh, I don't know exactly what uh, religion this is. It looks like a Christian, uh, but they do. Uh, the, the reason why I brought this up was just because I thought it was uh, cool that they had, uh, you know, where they got these statistics from. So this is from uh, 2018. Uh, let me see if there's is there a name for the article. Uh, no, we don't have a an author. We just uh, have life is beautiful. Uh, .org. Once again, um, all these links uh, that I'm going to be talking about will be in the info box or the uh, description box. Once again, if you're on YouTube, anyway, uh, let's. I'm going to highlight this one. Let me, let me bring my uh, camera off here real quick. Uh, this one, yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe make that bigger. I guess. Let me see here. Make this bigger without making it too. Oh, there we go. Sorry about the. You guys have seen on all the behind-the-scenes action right here. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we have statistics about fatherless homes. Uh, I'm not going to read the, the preamble to this. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? I might. No, okay. Let, let's just get into the some of the statistics real quick, okay? Um, so at number one, 85% of youth who are currently in prison grew up in a fatherless home. This is from the Texas Department of Corrections. Um, and I believe it, uh, you know, that's one thing that is very common in all of these lists is, um, is criminality. Uh, and part of the reason why I think that is, is because, uh, there is, you know, you don't have a, uh, sorry, especially for, for, for young men, uh, I'm gonna be real with you. I don't know the statistics on, on young women, although I hear it's not any, it's not too much better. Uh, so, uh, but especially relationship wise because you know when they when women are growing up right the the fathers kind of they, they kind of figure out like oh this is kind of what I want 
my future husband to be like, you know, in a non-creepy way, right? Like that, that we we do t- typically tend to find um, our partners based off of like what we see in our parents as well. So uh, same thing for men with their mothers and all that kind of stuff. But you know, that that's typically how that goes. But yeah, with uh, without a father in the home, you don't learn how to uh, direct your anger. You don't you don't understand how to control your emotions. You don't understand. Uh, you don't see the dynamic between a man and a woman. Uh, you, you you don't understand any of any of this stuff. So you end up stumbling in the dark, so to speak. And uh, you know, it, it, for me, it was really difficult, man. Just because you know, this is my own belief here, and you know, I, I that's why I'm I'm just gonna say it's my own belief because I don't have the like a. Uh, the statistic here to to say it, but uh, I just don't think that a mother can teach a son how to be a man. They can point them in the direction of a great male role model. If you are a single mother out there, I highly suggest uh, surrounding your son with positive male role models in your community uh, and, uh, you know, some uncles, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, For me, my, my, one of the most positive male role models in my life was my grandfather, uh, so I learned a lot from that, but you know, I, I didn't really spend all that much time with him. And fortunately that was my own doing. So, uh, if you do have a grandfather still alive, uh, definitely, you know, make the time to hang out with them either way. Uh, this isn't about me. Let's go ahead and go into the next one. Uh, at number two, we have, uh, let me make sure I put my glasses on. Cause I thought that said two, seven out of every 10 youth, uh, that are housed in state operated cor- correctional facilities, including detention centers. Uh, including detention and residential treatment, come from a fatherless home. This is from the U.S. Department of Justice. Man, um, seven out of ten. Dude, these are high percentages, man. And once again, this is from 2018, but uh, still, it's uh, it still seems like it's pretty pretty common today. And uh, you know, I I just think that um, you know, going back to the incel idea, right? Involuntary celibates. Uh, they they don't have a, actually let me let me bring out like that that you know just so you guys can read that if you guys are watching this on YouTube, um you know w- with with incels I just don't think and by the way I don't know how many of them come from fatherless homes or anything like that but um and the other thing I wanted to bring up uh, you know I don't like to talk about this too much on YouTube because uh, they're uh, they're a little picky about this um but porn uh, I think porn for me I think it ruined me man it ruined me really bad for so many years. I was watching it since the age of 12 and just stopped very recently. So that's about 17 years of pornography use and, um, misguided ideas about what relation, what, what a relationship between a man and a woman is. Cause I didn't get to see a healthy version of that in my, in my household. Um, so yeah, for me, I, uh, I just realized that, uh, you know, I was, all of my assumptions were based off of porn and, you know, uh, TV shows, I guess, sitcoms, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, not, not like firsthand. I, I didn't really get to see that firsthand. And so, um, yeah, with in, incels, once again, I don't know how many of them are fatherless, but I just think that a lot of our, with the fatherlessness rate going up, it's not going to get any better. Um, and especially, you know, watching men nowadays, it's so weird. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but they, like the, the men aren't the same that I like that I grew up with when I when I used to look at my uncles and stuff the men are completely different you know and it didn't matter what uh you believed in either like the men were still men uh and I don't know how to say this without being like non-politically correct so let me just uh keep going uh <laughs> to number three real quick uh, let me get my glasses on here 
Um, number three, uh, 39% of students in the United States from the first grade to their senior year of high school do not have a father at home. Children without a father are four times more likely to be living in poverty than children with a father. National Public Radio or NPR. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing is is the um, is the uh, the economic disparity as well. Um, as we know, with uh, with, with minorities, uh, ethnic minorities, uh, that's probably one of their biggest uh, one of the, the biggest problems facing them is uh, economic dis uh, distress, um, those types of things. And so um, anybody growing up in economic distress, is, are, they're going to have less opportunity to uh, and less access to education, those types of things. And, uh, and yeah, I think um, w when we talk about uh, economics, a lot of, I think, I don't know if we're, I didn't read this all the way, um, but one of the other statistics that typically comes up is the dropout rate of, uh, of uh, father people from fatherless homes. Uh, is typically a lot higher. I don't remember how much higher, but it, it's typically higher. So um, I am a college dropout. For people that don't know, I don't have a degree. I quit. I, I, I think if I if if I were to have gone kept going, I think it would have been maybe another year and a half, two years, maybe to get my to get my degree. Um, I I fell into addiction, which another pretty common statistic that goes along with uh, fatherlessness as well. Uh, yeah, so. I, I fell into addiction and uh, and lost my way, and uh, I just think that fathers uh, do a really good job of really you know making sure that the distractions uh, we, we 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 keep our eye on the goal so to speak. Um, but obviously mothers can do that as well. But I just think that uh, the fathers are a little bit more uh, militant about it in in certain ways. So anyway, let's keep going over here. Number four. Uh, children from fatherless homes, uh, actually, can you guys, are you guys still seeing this? Okay, yeah. Children from fatherless homes are twice as likely to drop out from school. Oh, it, literally the next one. Uh, twice as likely to drop out from school before graduating than children who have a father in their lives. So, uh, yeah, I guess I jumped the gun a little bit there. Sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, a lot of times when, when you don't have a, this is the best way that I can put it, I felt like I didn't have a purpose. Therefore, I didn't feel like there was any uh, reason to go to school. Uh, you know, if you don't have a purpose, you know, you don't have a reason. If you don't have a reason, then there's nothing keeping you uh, on on the path of uh, of excellence. You know, and so for me, I just didn't see a purpose, and all of my purpose came from uh, addiction, came from drugs. Alcohol. Uh, for me, it was uh, marijuana and alcohol in particular. And I got to this point where, you know, I was just living day by day to, to get high and get drunk, you know, because uh, those were the highs of my life. I, I bad, bad verbiage there, but you know what I mean. Um, so, you know, the, I was never really thinking long term. I was always thinking short term. Well, how am I going to afford weed this, you know, this week? How am I going to afford this this week? It, it was all very like close. Uh, Short-term stuff, short-term solutions. What am I going to do today? What am I going to do for this? Uh, and really no plan at all. So anyway, let's keep on going. Uh, I don't know how many of these we're going to get through. There's a, there's a ton of these. I think I might just stop at number six or seven. But uh, at number five here, 24.7 million children in the U.S. live in a home where, there is, uh, where, their, where their biological father is not present. This equates to one in every three children in the United States not having access to their father this is also from NPR or National Public Radio. Um, and 
We might get into this someday, but I have. And there's a, listen, if you're a stepfather out there or anything like that, that is absolutely wonderful. I, I just think there is an importance of having like the uh, the father, the the biological father. There is something to that. Um, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, there was a statistic somewhere about um, a lot of abuse coming from step, uh, step, uh, sorry, step parents. Uh, that like uh, most of the the. Hmm. Actually, let me let me not paraphrase it. I don't want to like get anybody uh, get anybody's ideas out. You know, give anybody's ideas out there or anything like that. Um, so I'll, I'll just go ahead and stop it there. But there is something to say about like a, a biological uh, parent saying, you know, saying something to their biological, uh, you know, uh, son or daughter. But I think that uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with adoption. I don't think there's anything wrong, wrong with, uh, you know, stepping in, being the father that stepped up or anything like that. Um, I'm just saying, you know, uh, th this is a pretty troubling statistic to, to kind of think about. Um, but, yeah, once again, nothing wrong with that. Uh, I just think that the, the ideal would be the biological mom and the biological dad. Um, but, you know, every – listen – we don't live in an ideal society, so we have to do with what we can as well. So, anyway, uh, and let's do, yeah, let's do number six. Oh, okay, so we have the girl part of this. Girls who live in a fatherless home have a 100% higher risk of suffering, suffering from obesity than girls who have their father present. Teen girls from fatherless homes are also four times more likely to become mothers before the age of 20. NPR, our national public radio. Let's read that just one more time. Girls who live in a fatherless home have a 100% higher risk of suffering from obesity than girls who have their father present. Wow. Wow. And then let's look at the other part of that. Uh, teen, oh, sorry, whoops, missed a T. Teen girls from, uh, from fatherless homes are also, are also four times more likely to become mothers before the age of 20. NPR, National Public Radio. Yeah, that is uh, that's a rough statistic to see. Um, and, you know, I think, once again, it comes from a lack of, uh, of the, that militant type of, uh, uh, you know, person that, that's, that's saying, like, hey, no matter what, like, you, you have to stay focused. Um, you know, and once, this isn't to... Uh, this isn't to, you know, hurt any of the single mothers out there. You know, I'm so fortunate that my mom was able to, you know, work two jobs and, and, and support, you know, three kids from, from three different uh, fathers. But, um, you know, does it, does it, uh, does that mean that I, you know, things wouldn't have been better with the father in the house? Of course it would have been a lot better. Um, it, it, you know, if, if actually let me, let me put a little, um, asterisk or, you know, whatever, if my father, let's just say, if my father wasn't into drugs and all, all that other stuff, right? And this is the the thing, and I I, I want to get to. So I'm talking about fatherlessness. I think there might be something before that that um, I think we need to talk about is the sedation. I, I this is what I think might be the root of all this: the sedation epidemic. So I think that so many men are you know, turning to sedation sedatives. Um, and when I say sedatives, I'm not just talking about sedatives. Obviously, I'm talking about pornography. I'm talking about, um, you know, going to the bar every night. I'm go talking about gambling your life away. I'm talking about addiction. You know, I'm talking about all those things that um, are not um, where our, our, our eyes should be, right? Internet addiction. Now we have phone addiction. 
you know, all that other stuff. So, um, uh, social media addiction, that's a little bit, at least from what I've heard, maybe I'm wrong about this, but at least from what I've heard, that's, uh, uh women have a bigger problem with that. Men have a bigger problem with porn addiction. They have a bigger problem with uh, social media, uh, addiction, but either way, not great. And, uh, I, I just think that there's so many distractions now that men have, lost their way and we've fallen so and we meaning men have fallen so in love with the world with worldly things that we've decided to throw the family away because oh well you know they're gonna they're gonna ruin my fun well guess who's following in their footsteps well now the women are saying the same thing oh but you know um having a family is gonna ruin all our fun you know it's all become uh, this addiction to like fun and pleasure and don't get me wrong. There's a time for pleasure. There's a time for fun. I'm not trying to say that there is not a time for, uh, you know, have going out uh, with your friends or doing things like that. But I think we've become so self-centered that we've kind of lost the plot. You know, we've lost the idea. You know, the the um, uh, we've lost purpose. And I think it's just so sad to see. Now, once again, I'm not trying to. Um, put down anybody who doesn't have kids, any women who don't have kids. You know, I don't, I don't think everybody's called to be a parent or anything like that, but I'm just trying to say that an overwhelming amount of people now seem to be saying this similar thing. And I don't think that's normal. I don't think it's normal to have a society say, Hey, you know what? Forget families, forget, you know, or, or I don't think it's normal for an over, for overwhelmingly, uh, sorry, for a society to overwhelmingly say, that are for for men in particular to say, hey, you know what, I have kids, but I'm just going to go ahead and shirk my responsibilities, you know. And that's one of the worst things is men. We have such an easy way out. It's just like, oh, well, we're just going to go. And I think the courts have done a pretty decent job with trying to keep us accountable. But at the same time, it's also gone the other way, where now it's more profitable for women to be, uh, you know, a single mother. So it, it's tough. And I and once again, this all comes back to who? Men. It all comes back to us because we shirked our responsibilities in the first place. We told everybody, um, you know, we, we let this kind of thing happen where now, you know, people are saying, oh, you don't need fathers. You know, oh, why celebrate Father's Day? Why do this? Why do that? You know, it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think it's time for men to to stand up and be men again, you know, to be, um, to to accept responsibilities, not run away from them. Um, and you know, as a 29 year old male, no kids, bachelor, that kind of stuff, I'm starting to realize how important this is and how much I, I want these things. And so, um, once again, I'm open to discussion about this, uh, but you know, like I said, it's it's a, it's a very hard discussion to have. Um, me growing up without a father really threw threw away uh, a lot of things, uh, you know, in terms of what I could have been. Um, And now, you know, obviously I have to uh, learn, relearn things, uh, learn things that I should have learned a long time ago. Um, And luckily I have a lot of great male role models in my life now uh, through through my church community and, you know, other things like that, uh, that that have been teaching me a lot about, you know, financial responsibility, those types of things. but let me just end this off with a little bit of a, an anecdote, a dream that I had. Um, next, you know, if any, any if any man is watching this and maybe you are a, 
a struggling father and you're just thinking about like just shirking all your responsibilities. I want you to see what a young man feels, you know, watching their father go away. So um, I had a dream a little while ago and I think I, I mentioned this on a podcast, but I, I just wanted to kind of make it known to YouTube as well. I had this dream about two or three, uh, maybe it was even a month ago. Um, I had this dream. I have a little brother from my from my dad's uh, side. He never grew up with me, but uh, my my he he lived with my dad. I'm um, kind of on and off, but a lot more. He 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 lived with my dad a lot more than I ever did. And so I had a dream one time that uh, once again, like about a month ago or something like that, that we were all living together, and my dad would just just kept on um, making me feel terrible, like oh why can't you do anything right? Uh, like my brother here who is like playing basketball, doing these things that I want him to do. You know, I was, I, instead of going into football, joined the, the marching band next to the football team. Uh, and, you know, eventually at the end of this dream, you know, I just got so tired of hearing this and I just, I started laying into him. And right as I was about to lay into him, you know, I, I started saying, you know, how dare you, how, you know, all this stuff, you're messed up. And I just saw his eyes fill with regret. And it was the same look that he gave me when he, uh, when he passed or before he passed away, the, the last like sight I saw of him. And, you know, what I took from that dream was that I, uh, I couldn't understand why he didn't want to be with me. You know, um, I couldn't understand why he didn't choose to be with me. So if you are uh, a man out there, you know, please listen to this message from a man who, uh, even though I hated my dad growing up, I still would have liked him to have at least uh, wanted me, you know, and, uh, you know, it's not easy to say, but, you know, just think about that the next time you decide that you want to leave your kids or, or anything like that, or if you're a, a man who wants to be uh, a father, you know, just remember this you know, for your future kids, you know, and this is something that I'll probably refer back to when I have kids one day, uh, you know, with, with just how hard it is to grow up without a dad in your life. And obviously, um, we're starting to see that now. So, um, you know, if you are a young man out there, you know, please don't fret. Uh, there, even, even if you do grow up without a father, there are ways to learn how to be a man. Once again, having people around you. I don't, I don't think watching YouTube videos of men is, is, is the best source. I think it's better to have somebody active in your life, you know, that's, that's close to you. So you can see how they live their, their life day by day, those types of things. Cause obviously, you know, when you're on YouTube, you kind of, you know, I, I just hit this record button and, you know, I have, I have you guys for about 30 minutes and, you know, but you don't, you guys don't see the struggles uh, throughout the day that culminated to me making this video or you don't see, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. So, um, either way guys, I hope that uh, everybody out there, uh, takes this message or takes this video. Um, and really, uh, I hope it resonates with you. I hope that you are able to, uh, find male role models out there, um, find a purpose out there. Uh, so we don't have to keep on, uh, dealing or we don't have to be a part of these statistics anymore. Either way, guys, uh, hopefully you enjoyed the video or uh, podcast if you guys are listening to this uh, on podcasting platforms. Uh, remember, you can check out All Things Casual at the link tree in the info box. Also, if you'd like to uh, email uh, me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com, uh, info box or uh, description box if you guys are watching this on YouTube. But as always, guys, uh, don't forget to keep it casual. 
Hey guys, thanks for watching Mental Health Casual. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more videos.